0: Okay. Good evening. Today is August 2nd, and we're studying the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. This week's chapter is on step three, how it works. And our speaker tonight is Rachel Kay. Thank you, Rachel. Take it away. Thanks. Um, Don't I read, aren't we reading
1: part of the big book, that step three
2: part? That's the speaker getter? You just, you just share um whatever you want for 20 minutes regarding that reading and then we read it at the end oh okay okay
1: cool okay good sorry guys sorry people listening at home or in the future the future the future um anyway hi i'm uh rachel i'm a compulsive overeater um recovered and really really glad to be here um tonight um, especially like I was listening to the, um, uh, what is read at the beginning about the, the, the realm of the spirit is, you know, broad roomy and all inclusive, um, which sounds kind of like a resort to me, but I was thinking like, this is the realm of the spirit, like this meeting, this fellowship, I'm, I'm away from home right now. I'm, um. Staying at my sister's house in Chicago, and it just feels so good to have a place. Even though I don't normally go to this meeting, to have to like be home, like I feel like I'm home. Like you guys are are my family. So um, anyway, um, I since you know this is a big book study um, and a step study, I won't um, really concentrate that much on what it was like, what happened, and what it's like now. But I do want to qualify. A lot of you have heard my story. A lot of you have heard me share this week. Um, but, um, I do want to, you know, let you know that I belong here by telling you that I, I came into my first OA meeting at 15 years old. Um, and, um, I did not recover immediately. Um, it took me 15 years in these rooms, but by the grace of God, uh, I have been abstinent and recovered since June of 2000. Um, so, and that is you know that is a, a miracle no you know greater i mean no less great to me than you know the parting of the red sea or anything else that you know people describe because i am a low bottom compulsive overeater i'm not a grazer i'm not uh um you know snacker i am a shut the door draw the curtains don't pick up the phone gather all my, you know, food around me, you know, shovel it in as fast as I can. Um, if I could inject it into my veins, I would compulsive overeater. I am a throw it out, take out the trash to the dumpster and in the middle of the night, go to the dumpster and pull it out and, and eat whatever I can compulsive overeater. And by the grace of God, I haven't had to do that um in several years now um and you know it was nothing if it was something that I could have done on my own I would have done it uh I always say that you know the people that I meet in these rooms are some of the most intelligent creative people you know I've ever met and you know I like to think of myself as not stupid um but if I could have figured this out on my own I would have um there were, you know, what I consider spiritual giants who came before me, um, who put this down on paper in the big book and laid out, you know, just this plan for life, you know, not just because life is my problem, you know, food is my solution, life is my problem. And I always felt like from the very beginning that I everybody else kind of had the instruction book for life. And I, you know, came, you know, open box special with the instructions missing (laughs) Um, because I just didn't, you know, I just didn't know. I I, I didn't know how to, I didn't know how to be a kid. And then when I grew up, I didn't know how to be an adult. And this program helped me become uh, an adult. And and the biggest thing that it, it gave me, I mean, weight loss, great. Um, you know, getting a job, finishing school. Great. Um, getting friends. Great. But the, the biggest gift that it's given me is a relationship with God, uh, which is what I call my higher power. And to me, step three, um, uh, what it says, you know, made a decision to turn our will and our life over to the care of God as we understood him. And, um, and I, I, don't, I'm not trying to inspire controversy by anything I say. And by the way, this is, this is just my opinion and my take on it. You know, if, if you disagree with it or don't like it, that's fine. You know, go to another meeting. If you're new um, or returning or anything and you don't relate to anything, I say, please keep coming back because you're sure to hear somebody um, with whom, you know, you identify. But I know that um, there's a lot of people whose interpretation of step three is it's just a decision to do the rest of the steps. And I think to some extent, that's true. But for me, it's so much more than that. It's so much more. It's my will and my life. And if that sounds scary, yeah, it is. Um, Because my will is or, or my thoughts, right? And and my life or my actions. So you're saying, you know, I came here because I wanted to stop binging and I want to stop being crazy. And sometimes people just come because they want to lose weight. You're saying that I have to turn my will, you know, my thoughts and my actions over to the care of, of God that like, maybe I don't even really trust that much yet. That's, that's, you know, when they say what an order, I can't go through with it. Um, you know, but it, it is, it's a, it's a big thing, but for me, that step three was where that power started to flow in, um, because whereas before, when I say I didn't have the instruction book for life and the big book kind of was the instruction book, even if I didn't have the instruction book with me, I had sort of a North Star, I had a guide, okay, You know, I don't always know what God's will is for me, but if I could imagine and if I could imagine what it was or what I thought it was, you know, as I understood it, then, okay, that's what I did next. And when I first got abstinent, that's that's kind of what it was limited to. I couldn't think beyond, you know, people talk about one day at a time when I first got abstinent, you know, that expression, I didn't know what to do with myself. I had never realized what that really means. I literally did not know what to do with myself. I had spent so much of my time in the food, thinking about food, planning the food, regretting the food, whatever it was that I was like, I I don't know what to do with myself. And so step three gave me a pattern. Okay. So I would finish breakfast and I'd be like... I don't know what to do next. Normally, I would go get more food, <laughs> and so I would imagine, okay, what what would God? Okay, what would God have me do? What would a normal person do? A normal person, God would have me not go back and get more food. Would have me take the dishes and put them in the sink, and then probably wash them. Okay, then God would probably have me brush my teeth. And I know this sounds like super basic, but that is exactly how it was. And sometimes still is sometimes when I am just overwhelmed by life and, you know, it's like this person text and I got, you know, like literally 40 emails in my inbox on Monday morning. And I'm like, I don't know what to do next. It's like, God, okay what what would you have me do next? I turn my will and my life and I'm going to make mistakes all over the place. You know, I'm going to misjudge, you know, it says, um, and this isn't until step 10, but it says all sorts of absurd actions and ideas. Nevertheless, you know, we find that our thinking will, um, you know, as time passes something grow along spiritual lines. Um, I totally misquoted that. So get out your big book and you know, see where I was wrong because the passage is much better than I just said it. But um, so you know, but but it's like, yeah, I'm gonna make mistakes, but that's okay because I'm turning my will and my life over to the care of God. And you know, how how and at first I was like, what does that mean? What does that feel like? And if you've heard me use this analogy before, I apologize for being redundant, but for me, it was kind of like okay. I I am a bike rider. I like to ride my bike. And you could have me read or I could give you a 10 volume set of how to ride a bicycle by Lance Armstrong and every bicycle rider ever. And you could read it and if you'd never been on a bike before, you still wouldn't know how to ride a bike. That's to me what step 3 is like. I have to get on the bike. I have to start pedaling. And then it's like, "Oh, Okay, as I align my will and my life with God, then I I get better and better at knowing what that feels like. There's that feeling in my gut, you know, when my when my will is aligned with God, it's like, oh, yeah, that feels and sometimes it's what I don't want to do. You know, it's like, oh, gosh, I don't want to do that. You know, whatever the hard thing is, whether it's making an amends or whether it's opening that email, you know, the one that that looks the hardest to deal with instead of the one that's just junk mail that I know I'm going to delete anyway, whatever it Ten is. Minutes. Thank you. Um, then it's like, oh yeah, that's that's that feeling. And quite honestly, sometimes, and especially in the beginning when I first got abstinent, it was it was doing the opposite. It was, if you guys are are Seinfeld fans, um, there was an episode where George started doing the opposite of every inclination he had ever had. And, you know, he would tell women that he was unemployed and live with his parents and like magically his life got better. Like, I mean, it wasn't exactly like that, but if like, sometimes it's like just the opposite of whatever is sort of my natural comfortable inclination, which is my natural comfortable inclination is to like be a sloth on the couch with you know a spoon and a half gallon of whatever you know watching tv so sometimes i didn't know what god's will was but i knew what it wasn't it wasn't to be in the food it wasn't to hurt anybody else intentionally and it wasn't to hurt myself intentionally um and another thing that you know talking about my will turning my will my my thoughts uh, and my life over to the care of god that frees me from is the of uh, you know the the self-recrimination that you know pounding myself over the head with how bad I am or how wrong I am. Um because you know people have told me since I first of all I was in therapy from like this eye. <laughs> um, you know, for my parents put me in therapy because I obviously had a problem with food and And, you know, and all this stuff and and self-esteem and liking yourself and whatever. And quite honestly, and if that works for you, you know, just love yourself, whatever. It never, it never rang true for me. First of all, why would I like myself if I was doing horrible things to myself, like shoving food down my throat, you know, when I, against my own will. But when I look at it as I'm turning my thoughts and my life over to the care of God, that means I match to the best of my ability and best of my understanding. I match my thoughts and my actions to what God would have me do. Okay. Does God want me to, you know, pummel myself with self recrimination over and over and over? No. Does, does God want me to to treat myself with kindness and love the way he wants me to treat all of his kids, yes. So it doesn't even matter if I like me or not. Quite honestly, it doesn't doesn't matter if I love myself or not, God loves me. And if I am trying to pattern my thoughts, or at least that's what I believe. If I'm trying to pattern my thoughts after God's, then it's not just like a nice thing for me to love myself. It's what God wants me to do. Because God loves me and I'm trying to emulate God, you know, I'm never going to get there, you know, because I'm not God and thank goodness for me and everybody else on this earth. Um, but if I'm trying to follow that, and I really believe that, that you know, God has love for me, then I need to have love for me. Um, and the same thing for everybody else. Now, sometimes I have to act as if, you know, when I have a resentment or whatever, and I turn it over and I ask God to remove it. Sometimes in the meantime, um, before he removes it, I act as if, but that means that, you know, okay, it doesn't, doesn't so much matter. It's not that God doesn't like my opinion. It's just, if I have one opinion and God has another opinion, opinion, guess who wins? You know, um, if I think this guy is a son of a bitch <laughs> but God loves all his children, then yeah, okay. I need to work through that, that resentment or whatever. So I can get over to what I think God would have me be or what, you know, God would have me think Um, in the passage that I thought we were going to read first that we're going to read. It talks about um, it, it talks about the third step promises and um, you know, that God, is going to do all these things if we stay close to him and perform his work well and that that actually when i read that the first time it kind of tripped me up and i didn't know why and i had a sponsee recently who sort of articulated why that scared her and thank god for sponsees that's why we sponsor because it's like yeah that's why it was she talked about how that in that passage that we'll read in a little bit, um, you know, if we, you know, st- stay close to him and perform his work well. And her, you know, question was, what if I don't perform his work well? You know, yeah. what if I what if I am not very good at it? And what I interpret, because I do believe that the big book is divinely inspired. I, I believe it was written by a man or, or men, but I do believe that it was you know, that writing is divinely inspired. And the way I interpret that is that, you know, perform his work well is, you know, okay. If, if I were to imagine how God judges, you know, me or anybody else doing the work, do I think that, that God is, is a harsh raider, you know? Or do I think that God is pretty much pass fail, you know, or very generous curve? And I think it's probably the latter that that it's like five minutes. Okay, thanks. Um, That it's it's a it's pretty generous. Did you try? Yeah. Okay. You know, did you did you did you give it a shot? Yeah. Okay. Did you? Uh oh.
2: I think somebody sent me. Yeah.
1: Um, did you, you know, did, are you, are, are, are you, you know, and if you didn't try, are you going to try tomorrow? Yeah. Okay. You know, I think, I think pretty much this is just my opinion, like I say, but that's all we've got, right? Because we don't know the mind of God or the higher power. Um, but I think that it's a pretty, it's a pretty, pretty, you know, wide hoop to jump through to please at least for me to please my higher power um that's what step three has given me you know it starts in step two okay am I willing to believe that if God you know wanted to that that God would relieve my insanity yeah I'm willing to believe and step three is when is that faith step it's like okay I don't know you know i I don't know if there's going to be water in the pool by the time I jump, but I'm going to close my eyes and jump and hope that there's water in the pool. By the time I I get there, you know, that's faith. Um, And I encourage if you're struggling with it, first of all, you know, there's lots of numbers, there's numbers next to my name, you know, numbers next to my name, call me, call somebody, you know, who can talk to you who's been through step three and who's been through all 12 steps also, um, that can, you know, that can talk you through, okay, what is, what is keeping me from completely trusting? Um, And by the way, you know, they say that the only step that we can do perfectly is step one. So I don't do step three perfectly. And if I've given that impression in the first, you know, 15 minutes of my share, I am sorry, because I certainly don't. There are times when I take my self-will back so much, you know, I send a text, and I'm like, oh, I didn't need to send that. that. That really was not necessary or kind or whatever. Um, but like I said, do I think, you know, God expects us, you know, just to just to try again tomorrow or in five minutes? Um, yeah, I think that's that's it. Um, and that for me is the essence of step three. It's just, you know, making a good faith effort to align my will with God's. So anyway, um, I'm gonna leave some time on the clock cause I wanna hear what you guys have to say. Um, thanks for
0: letting me share and I pass. Thank you, Rachel. That was beautiful. We will now open the meeting for questions for or for three minute shares. As this is a big book study sharing and questions should relate specifically to the chapter and the step, which is step three, being studied this week. We ask you to accept this guideline in order to keep the meeting on track. If you'd like to share or ask a question, please raise your virtual hand, which is under reactions, or star nine if you're on the phone, and the Zoom host will call the raised hands in order and ask you to unmute when it's your turn. Uh, Lisa, would you set the timer for three minutes for each share and announce when the time is up? If the speaker is asked a question, please allow three minutes for the answer. Uh, okay, the floor is now open for uh, share and questions. You want uh-huh. me to count, Betty, or are you gonna? I'll just go by my screen on who I see first. Okay. Okay. Okay, Lynn, you're up. Please share with us, Lynn.
3: You're
4: muted. There we go. There we go. Hi, Rachel. Thank you so much. You said a couple of things that really spoke to me. And one of them is I didn't know what to do with myself. And I just that put me right back to me standing there. I'll never forget it. And about day two and I'm going, I have so much time on my hands for exactly that reason. I'm not continually binging. I'm not thinking about the food. I'm not trying to hide the food or get the food. I'm not wondering what food I'm going to do next. I'm not lying on the couch eating food. I'm not trying not to eat food. And it was like, my gosh, there's so much time in the day. It was really bamboozling, but in a good way, not, not the way it was when you're lying in bed, stuffing cheesecake down on your face and wanting to stop. That was baffling. You know, that was disastrous. But this was so enlightening. ha unintended I guess and the other thing that you said that really struck me is it's not just a nice thing I'm doing it what it's what God wants me to do and that that really struck a chord with me because I'd realized that that I've I got a great connection with God and we're levitating all over the place and stuff like that but I'm not doing what it says in the book to do And when I'm thanking God for his will for me and going, I wonder what your will is for me today, or I know it's going to be great. It's always great. And I thought, wait a second. That's not what it says. What it says is, God, you know, how can I best serve thee? What can I do for you, God, and my fellow man? Not just sitting there, Lynn, reaping all the benefits, all the good stuff that comes in. How I've been in program for 34 years and missed that, I don't know, but I'm glad I heard it now. So thank you,
3: Rachel, very much. Thank you, Lynn. Uh, Penny, you're up next. Am I unmuted? Yep. Okay. Hi everybody, I'm Penny, compulsive Overreader. Grateful to be here tonight. Uh, Rachel, thank you so much. And um, welcome to Chicago. That's where I am, too. Um, so I loved so much what you said. And I still related at the very beginning when you said gather and shovel. I mean, that, you know, that that hit the nail right on the head for me, you know, just just get as much as I could and, and gather it all together and shovel it in my mouth. And you know, get it, get into the garbage and out to the dumpster before my husband would come home or whatever. Um, yeah, I really related to that. Um, and then, you know, life is my problem. Food is the solution. And I really, really thought food was my problem. You know, I came into these rooms thinking, I just, I just need to lose weight. I just need to stop thinking about food all the time. And, uh, it was really life. It was my stinking thinking and life that I really needed help with, um, and then when you said, you know, will in life equals thoughts and actions that I, I like that a lot, that really, um, that really spoke to me also, because, uh, you know, turning my will and my life over on a daily basis isn't always easy. Um You know, I have I have struggles like everybody else, and and you know I I I think I've said before in these rooms like my mornings are so centered. You know, I I get up in the morning and I do my readings and I listen to vision and I you know I feel so close to God, and then as my day creeps along, I find myself feeling a little bit further away, and so just remembering that I need to turn my will and my life over all the time to God uh, is really important. And then, you know, if, if God has love for me, I need to have love for me. That was beautiful. Um, you know, that is something that, uh, that I didn't, I didn't have for the longest time. Um, I mean, I, I didn't, I didn't, and I didn't even know I didn't have it. Um, but when I came to these rooms, like you, I, I grew up in these rooms, uh, if these rooms and this program helped me to become an adult, but this, you know, learning to love myself that that's been that's been a huge part of my my recovery. So um so grateful I came on tonight and thank you so much for your share. Thank you, Penny.
0: Okay. Lindsay, you're up next. Please share with us. Lindsay. There oh,
5: you I go. No, I was next. I thought there were a couple in front of me, but you know, just going okay. by great. All right. Um, hi, I'm Lindsay compulsive overeater. Um, Rachel, thank you so much, um, for that really beautiful chair. Um, I, man, um, life is just lifey right now for me. Um, things are going every which way and not necessarily my way. Like there are some good things, but then there are some massive curveballs and, um, yeah, it's really, um, it's a scary place to be right now. And, um, you know, I, I think I shared on this meeting maybe last week or a couple of weeks ago, you know, I lost, I lost my job a couple of weeks ago on top of already massive uncertainty going on in my life. And so, you know, the reminder, one of the things I really took from your share is just like, sometimes it's literally like, what would God have me do brush my teeth? You know, like what would God have me do after this meeting? Like get up and wash the dishes that are in my sink, um, you know, and like do my nightly review and maybe that's, you know, as good as it's going to get today. But like, that's like, that's turning my will in my life over, you know, just like taking those, just taking those small actions of like, what would, like, what would God have me do in this moment? And just, um, you know, this is where, this is where the trust and faith in God has to be really real in my life. You know, like I have, I don't know, I have a little over two years of, of food sobriety and that's, you know, that's, that's, I mean, that's a miracle every day. And this is where, this is where the rubber meets the road of like, okay, life is hard. Life is, you know, things aren't, things aren't going the way that I had thought that they would. And I just, I don't know, like one, one minute at a time right now, it's like, I just have to surrender and trust. I really don't have more than that. And, um, so anyway, I just, I really appreciated what, what you had to say. And it was, you know, really is helpful for, for where I am right now. So, um, anyway, thanks for letting me share. Okay. Meredith. Okay. Thanks, Lindsay. Go ahead, Katie,
2: share with us, please. Sure. Hang on once again. Hey everyone, Katie G, Recovered Compulsive Eater, Interexic and Bulimic. And oh my goodness, friend, that was absolutely beautiful. Um, it's funny. I like randomly remembered going out to my dumpster and dumpster diving. I don't, <laughs> I don't know where that came from, but I really appreciate it. And I guess what I wanted to share tonight is, first of all, thank you for talking about how it's not just a decision to move forward with the steps. You know, I've repeated that a lot in my life, and um, recently when I took a step three, it was a lot more than that. Um, you know, and for me right now, it's every day. It's like the other day I uh, I woke up and I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> And uh, God said to me, "Yes, yes, yes, yes." So I started saying, "Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God." And once I started chanting that, it was like I could get up. I could put on my clothes. I could do the next right action. And also, it, for me, it's a lot like my ego versus what God wants me to do. So um, y'all know that I love doing service in Overeaters Anonymous, and it's a real blessing. Um, but I have these humans here and, um, I was very humbled recently because I, um, was going to do some service and, uh, and I couldn't because my husband needed me. And I'm so grateful because as I'm taught, you know, as I grow up in OA, I learned that like anybody can do service in OA and that doesn't make it not special, but like, I'm the only one that gets to be my husband's wife. Right. And I'm the only one that gets to be my kid's mama. And you know, I love that you said this is about growing up. I mean, I came in here when I was 26. I was single as a whatever, I I barely had relationships with my parents, right. Um, and I remember holidays, I was so lonely. And, um, and, and slowly a day at a time, you know, I remember my first sponsor used to say, thank you, God. And at the meetings in Boston, you'd say something and everyone would go, thank you, God. And, um, And that's what I get to do today. Like, I don't always know what God's will for me is, but I love that you said that I always know what his will is not for me. Like, his will is not for me to eat. His will is not for me to be selfish. His will is not for me to not do that step 10. Like, gotta do the step 10 so that I can move forward with my day. So um, a lot of it is just acceptance, right? Acceptance and surrender of where I am right now, no matter how hard, no matter how uncomfortable my first sponsor used to say to me, again, like, practice the willingness to bear discomfort. And I'm like a please make me comfortable. Love me a holic. Like, fill me up, be my hostage. Boom. But that's not who God wants me to be. He wants me to be uncomfortable and happy, joyous and free, which I get to do today because of you guys. Thanks.